You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. Hallelujah. Everybody say, He's the answer. Because He is. Amen. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Um, Listen to me. When the Lord puts together a service like this, even if it's for one person, we can all get in on it. But um, you know what? If, if, uh, if you just hold tight, I think somebody, you'll put all this together. And somebody who's been asking God some questions, somebody who's been wondering how this is all going to work out, um, you know, his name's above every name. He told you who he was. Um, he, uh, he told you he's the answer. Financially, he's going to take care of you. And then what I have on my heart tonight is kind of a departure from where we've been. Um, but I want you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. And um, I didn't give them scriptures because I didn't know where I was going. So they'll just have to. They're all good up there. Hebrews chapter 10. Um, I'm going to um, talk to you about something. It's something the Lord taught me in 1995. So uh, we're pulling out. There's some old stuff being Ted pulled out something older. Mary, she's pulled something out, and I'm pulling out something. But just because the Lord talked to you about it before or meant something to you, sometimes uh, uh, everything old is new again. And somebody in the room needs to hear this tonight, and um, I'm going to work around this uh, thing. I'm going to talk to you about the three P's of faith. And I haven't done it in a long time. But in 1995, the Lord taught me, and I, I probably was asking him about, is my faith working? You know, come because uh, how you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so I wanted to make sure my faith was working. And then coming from the background of where I was trained in the ministry, that was a predominant thing. And so uh, I know that faith in God always works. I know that um, God is not a man that he should lie. His word is forever settled. It'll never return void. And so I knew from a very early young age, as you will, in, as a, a child of God and as a, a minister, that any time it wasn't working, it was on my end. And so sometimes, though, um, you know, I like, I like drive-through food. You know why? Because it's quick. Um, I like the microwave. I don't always like how everything tastes out of the microwave. I just like, I, I'm, I'm a very busy person. I like things right now. Um, I, I like the answer to things right now. And yet with faith, even though there are instantaneous, like healings. Are you grateful for instantaneous? I mean, we've seen a lot here. Instantaneous. But it doesn't mean every healing is instantaneous. There's some answers, you know, like with your prosperity or, or a marriage situation or just life in general. There's some things that come or me, the Lord makes apparent over time. And so you've got to do this thing called walking with him. You've got to do this thing. Oh, that reminds me. I need you guys to learn that. Come on, help me. He walks with me. That old hymn. Yeah, I don't know who on the team can do it, but I, I need it by Sunday. Uh, um, so, um, and, so anyway, um, thank you, Jesus. He just helped me. Because I'd be like, I'd been, that'd have been Saturday night. <laughs> that'd have been a Saturday night thing if we hadn't been here on Wednesday. You, huh? 
come to the, yeah, and he walks. Yeah, that's one. Anyway, so yeah, so um, I, bet you, I bet Cassandra can sing it really good. You know it. I bet she can sing it. Anyway, and so, um, anyway, so <laughs> some of you, if you're new tonight, just stick with us. Hallelujah. Um, sometimes when all you got all these parts and pieces, they all come together with a bow on top. Um, so you just got to walk with him. Walk with him. How can two walk together lest they agree? To walk with him. And in walking with him, you develop some things. Um, and, and I call these the three P's of faith. Persistence, perseverance, persistence. I'm going to cheat. Perseverance <laughs> and patience. I didn't have patience. That's why it was hard because that was the first one. I haven't done this for a long time. Patience, perseverance, and persistence, the three P's of faith. And you're going to find these in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Verse says, cast not away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. Everybody say patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Everybody say, I have need of patience. Oh, pastor, I thought we weren't supposed to pray for that. Oh, that's just silly. Um, I have need of patience that after you've done, and anyway, you don't have to pray for it. it it's something that you, will work out of you if you'll walk by faith. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that shall come will come and not tarry. Now the just shall do what? Live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But if we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Then what is Hebrews chapter 11? It's the great hall of faith, right? It's a list of imperfect people. I just want to put that in there. Imperfect people who learn to walk with God and who learn to walk by faith because it has in there that they pleased him. So faith Trusting in, relying on, adhering to God in his word pleases him. Not being moved by circumstances, things that you see, things that you feel, things that are contrary to what he said. We don't live by them because the just, the justified, the redeemed, the righteous live by faith. I remember um, back in this time too when I first started pastoring. I started pastoring November of 1993. The Lord began, you know, I'm just new at this and I got a small congregation and I'm working with people. But he said to me one time, because I, you know, I taught a lot on faith. I taught a lot on the believer's authority. Taught a lot on being led by the Spirit of God because those were my three subjects when I was a traveling minister. So that's where I was comfortable. And besides that, none of them people had ever heard any of, of that or heard really any of that type of message before. So I was really concentrating on that. But then the Lord spoke to me and he said, don't teach your people to have faith projects. Teach them to walk by faith. There's a big difference. See, a lot of times when people have trouble, people have problem, then they want to activate their faith. But if you don't live by faith, you're going to have a hard time when a situation comes to suddenly get in faith. We live by faith. Today in the hour that we live in, you need to drive your car by faith. You all ever worked at a restaurant? If you ever did, then you need to know that you should eat by faith. Even in this modern technology, everything, I'm just telling, how many heard that, what was that lettuce, that certain kind of lettuce? Okay, so 
what would be eating by faith? You sit down to eat and something on the inside says, don't eat that today. But Lord, that's healthy. There's no calories in that. I'm gonna, I want to eat that. And something on the inside, not a voice, it's a knowing, says don't eat that. That's living by faith. How can you do that? You can do that. That's the purpose of this. You are not a normal human being. I thought, you know, your spouse knows that about you. But I mean, my, by that, I mean that you are a child of God and you have an advantage. You have what is illegal in the, uh, in the, in the world of stocks and bonds. You have inside information. God lives on the inside of you. And he wants you to live by faith. And so there's, there's that first word there, patience. And so then we have the hall of faith. Uh, we have all these people who please God and all those things. And that's wonderful to look at. And um, um, if you've been to our Bible Institute, I think Travis teaches on that. And then, so you got that. And then you go to chapter 12. It says, wherefore, verse 1, wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about by a great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. Everybody say patience. The race that is set before us, looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured. Everybody say endure. And that is the same word, endure is the same word translated other places, um, uh, perseverance. Endurance is perseverance. And so that who endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. And so let me give you a definition of patience. And then per perseverance or endurance and persistence. Patience is enduring trouble, hardship, annoyance, delay without complaint or anger. Are you patient? Do you endure trouble? Because see, it's, it's just, it's there. We have to have patience. It's like, I say it like this. This is a sandwich. Anybody like, I'm talking a lot about food tonight. It's like, I haven't eaten yet. It's, it's like a sandwich. In order to have a sandwich, you've got to have two pieces of bread and then the good stuff in the middle. Right? No cucumbers. You know, the good stuff in the middle. Not a cucumber. That's good stuff. And so you got, you got a piece of bread that holds it all together. So you got patience, perseverance, and persistence on either side of faith. You got patience, persistence, and perseverance holding what's in the middle there together. There a lot of reasons why people don't walk in faith and receive the promises of God, which are yes and amen, is they know nothing about patience, perseverance, or endurance, or persistence. In other words, you got to keep on walking. You got to keep on living by faith. And if you have these things in your life, they will cause you to be a person of faith and cause you to receive the promises of God. So I want to look at someone in the Bible. I like to look at this. Let's look at this woman. Let's start first in Matthew chapter 15. Let's look at the Syrophoenician woman, familiar to probably most of you in the room. So here we've got this woman. And. This is a, you know, a very well-known passage. Let's look at it. We're going to look at two different Gospels. Uh, Matthew 15, 22 through 28 first. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out from the same coast and cried, said unto him, saying unto him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. How I many you know that Jesus cast out devils with the finger of God? But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. She cries after us. But he's answered and said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. 
But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto thee even as you will. And her daughter was made whole made whole from that very hour. Mark's gospel has a little, a few different things in it about this. So I want to look at it. Mark's chapter 7, Mark chapter 7, verse number 25. Praise God. Um, he said, for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit. So don't, now listen, she don't have just a devil. She's got an unclean spirit. That's a little more graphic. An unclean spirit is usually those come with sexual impurity stuff. And I want to remind you, I've said this, many of you have heard me say this before, you don't get a devil by walking through Walmart. You only get a devil with participating with them. It's not just something that happens. Someone, in order to be demon-possessed, someone like this woman, her daughter has participated in unclean things. in order for her to be in this position. All right? So, here, so here's this woman. She's got a, her daughter has an unclean spirit. And so in verse, uh, it said, um, and she, she heard of him. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. So she heard something about Jesus. She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bed and cast it to dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, but yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go your way, the devil has gone out of your daughter. And, she was, uh, and when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone, and her daughter laid upon a bed. I would also submit to you that I think this demonic thing had also maybe even um, uh, caused her to grow sick or to the point of death. Um, because, and how many of you know that the devil is the author of all sickness and disease? Okay, so, and there's many things, and we don't have time tonight, um, you know, uh, it, it you know, I know in, in modern time, you know, people don't like to talk about the devil, and I don't either because I don't want to give him any glory. He's defeated. He's under our feet. And as a born-again believer, sometimes in the spirit-filled circles like us, everybody's looking for a devil. You don't have to look for a devil. If he shows up, you better know how to get rid of him, though. Amen? And, uh, you know, um, so, but that's not my message tonight, but I don't really know all my message is. We're going to get there. And so, um, it might be. Um, so, anyway, so, so here's this woman. And what I want to look at just briefly is her three approaches to Jesus. Everybody say three approaches. And I want you to think about uh, patience, perseverance or endurance, and persistence. Now, before we get into that, because I don't know everybody in the room and I don't know where you're at and what you've been taught, today, as a born-again believer, we never have to beg God. And people missing for today, you know, there's even some things in the gospel that people try to pull over into our time. I've heard people, people preach this, well, ask and keep on asking and knock and keep on knocking. And it makes for a great sermon. It's just not scriptural for where you and I are today. Because when it comes to the, I lost some of you, when it comes to the promises of God, they're already what? Yes and amen. You are seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. You're a son and daughter of the Most High God. You have a covenant with God. You don't have to beg him for nothing. 
And you don't have to keep on asking. Because when you believe something, when you ask, Jesus said you have not because you ask not. Ask that your joy would be made what? Full. And he said in Mark eleven twenty four, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. First John 5, 14 and 15, this is confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to his will, I know that he hears me. If I know that he hears me, I know that I have the petitions that I've desired of him. And so when you ask, you've got the will of God. You've got the word of God. So whatever the promise is, you've got the word of God. You're taking it right back to him. There's no argument. There's no begging. There's no pleading. There is, it's more like a court case and you have received right there when you believe. Amen. And so it's not, so it's not that. So I don't want you to get that from this. Well, if I just keep getting in God's face about my healing, you don't have to get in God's face about your healing. You remember, we're going a little bit everywhere. You remember uh, I talked to you about, it's this building that I'm currently standing preaching in. All those years ago, five, six years ago, it was weighing on me. And so I was going through the, you know, I'm believing God. And, you know, I call it believing my guts out, which is really not scriptural either. Um, but I was, just, I was just believing God, you know, doing everything. And so, you know, you've all heard this. But if there's one person that hasn't heard it, I need to tell you because it will help you adjust. Because that's what this three approach is all about. It's not about her begging God. It's about Jesus adjusting her. We're going to look at it. He adjusted her so she could receive. He adjusted her according to her covenant, according to where she was and what was going on. He adjusted her. It wasn't begging and it wasn't three approaches and suddenly it's hers. It's because he adjusted her and she adjusted with him. So I remember the Lord talking to me. He said, you know, and when the Lord asked me a question now, I know I don't know the answer, but back then I thought I did. He said to me, he said, Mark, does your faith work? And he, I said, yes. He says, does your faith move me? Does your faith move me? And I'm, I was really proud of myself. And I said, yes, Lord, my faith moves you. And he spoke back very strong. He said, I don't need your faith to move me. I've already been moved. I need your faith to receive from me. And it is a huge difference. It'll take the work out of it, and it'll take the you out of it. The faith I operate by now, anyway, I operate by the Son of God. Everyone have been given the measure of faith. You got it. You can believe. Not so hard as everybody makes it. But in that, you've got to then, because it's not, you've been, then you, this, this is our side of it. You've got to have patience. You can't be annoyed at the delay. Because if you believed you got it, you're not annoyed about it because you know you got it. Patient. Persistent. In other words, you, you endure long. Well, what's the definition of that one? Did we talk about that? Did I give you a good definition of perseverance? The holding of a course of action, belief or purpose without giving way, refusing to give up or let go. Why would you if you know the king has promised you, if God himself, the almighty, has promised you something and he never can lie and he'll never fail, why would you give up? Persistence, refusing to give up or let go. Tenacious, lasting for a long time and longer than everybody else. Amen.
Weebles wobble, but we won't fall down. It's too old for some of you. Anyway, so uh, we got, we, 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 so, so you have to learn how to receive. So I want to look at this woman and her three approaches, and I want you to watch how Jesus adjusted her. Okay, approach number one. She came out, <laughs> and what'd she say? Oh, Lord, son of David. What is that? That's covenant. And she hasn't got one. She's a Syrophoenician woman. She don't have one. And so here she comes. I mean, she's heard of Jesus. Her faith, she would not be there. She left her daughter at home. She know what? She know her daughter is a mess. Her daughter don't care nothing about nothing. But I'm going to get you fixed, daughter, because you're mine. And I'm not going to leave you this way. Aren't you glad you got, hopefully you got some people around you like that, or you'll be that kind of people. Because it's never over till it's over. Amen. And so she's got, so she leaves her daughter because she had heard faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But what did she hear? She must have heard, I heard the blind man on the side of the street yell, son of David, have mercy on me. And I saw Jesus stop in his tracks and I saw that blind man throw aside his coat and I saw him walk up there and I saw him get healed. I don't know if that's the, the account she heard, but it was something similar to that because that's how she said, I'm coming. Because if all you got to say is, oh, oh, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that dime in the slot and pull the lever and I'm going to get it. You see, getting receiving from God is not punching a button and pulling a lever. It's having a relationship and knowing who you are and who he is and how you can work with him and how you can receive. It's not that hard. But you see, if people are going around, you know, uh, like if you hear a message on uh, all you got to do is confess the word. And on your thousand and one time of saying Jesus is my healer or by his stripes I'm healed, I'm supposed to have it. And then it doesn't happen for you. Then you're like, well, this doesn't work. But you see, being a poly parrot, because it's a confession of faith. If you're just saying it to be saying it because somebody told you to say it, you're not going to get it. But you do have to say it. <laughs> ah! But do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> understand what I'm saying. Anyway, so the first approach. What does she come? She comes and says, you know, son of David, um, have mercy on me. My daughter's grievously vexed of a devil. That's a, that was a true thing. Um, um, so um, then what did he say? Because you don't get that in Mark unless you look at that in Matthew. And he, answer, uh, he, he answered not a word. And then her other strike is, then the because then the disciples see that Jesus is not going to do anything. Then they come up and say, she, she, she's, you know, the usher team says, she, she's bugging us. Let's get rid of her. Let's get rid of her. But Jesus ignored them both because he is out to help everybody. Some of the greatest things were, you'll see, like he ended up telling her, what about the centurion? He didn't, ha he didn't have a covenant either. But he said, I'm a man under authority. In other words, Jesus, I recognize your authority. I'm a man under authority too. I recognize you're under somebody. 
He didn't say, I'm a, I recognize you're a man of authority. He said, I recognize you're under somebody. I may not know him or have a covenant with him, but I recognize you got, you're, you're under somebody who can fix everything. He said, I'm a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes. I say to this one, come, and he comes. You know, just speak the word, and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, "Woohoo!" <laughs> he got it. Then the servant was healed, right? But see, this woman, she's coming, and she came. She had, she had some kind of faith. She had some kind. She got there. She's talking to him. She made her way to him. She made it past the ushers. And then Jesus didn't answer her a word. Can you imagine? You come all this way being sure that Jesus is going to get rid of a devil that is harassing your daughter who you love. And you get there, and you made it past the ushers, and he won't talk to you. Now, in today's PC society, that just won't fly. It just won't fly. Can't believe that preacher is rude. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But I just, you know. But listen. But then when he did answer, what did he say? I'm not sent to you. I'm not sent to you. I'm not here for you. Patience, perseverance, persistence. And being, now watch, I'm not sent to you, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she came and worshiped him. Okay, first approach no good. I heard it that way. I tried it that way. He won't talk to me. The ushers, the apostles, trying to send me away. He won't say anything. And when he does say something, he says, I'm not sent to you. Then she comes the second time. And what did she do? She got real. She got real. I know sometimes when you hear faith messages, getting real is something you've never (laughs) probably been taught. But you know what? If something's not working, get real. Because it's not on God's end. If you're practicing formulas that have worked for somebody else, and even if it's you see it in the Word, but it's not coming from your heart, or you don't know why you're doing it, or something's not working, you, let's, let's reapproach. How did she reapproach? She came worshiping. A lot of times, you know, like we worship around here, the reason we worship is so that you can get in a place with God that God can speak to you, that you open yourself up. It's not to take up time, it's not to display the talent that we have in the church. It's to get you in a place to hear from God, to receive from God, so the word can go into you. But even before the word gets into you, it's an intimate time where you can hear from God. She came and worshiped. And then when she worshiped, she said, help me. Everybody say, help me, Jesus. (laughs) Reminds me of, uh, you know, know, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. Peter walking on the water. And what happened? He, he began to look at the waves and the wind, boisterous, and they began to sink. And what did he say? 
I, sometimes help me, Jesus is a good prayer. Come on, everybody say it again. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And so he, she said, what, help me? And then um, he said, it, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to a dog. PC alert, PC alert. <laughs> yeah, what I mean by that, politically correct, you would, I mean, shoo Are you kidding me? Mean. That sounds mean. Doesn't it sound mean? Come on, let's be real. That sounds mean. That's kind of rude. But you've got Jesus, and if you understand, if you've never understood this before, he's got to reposition her. He wants to help her, but he can't help her the way she came, even though it looked right. See, I'm not telling you, you listen to me. How am I trying to reposition you tonight? You're a child of God. You're, you have an inheritance. You have covenant rights. You are not outside looking in. If you're born again, you're in him and he's in you. And the promises are yes and amen. If you're trying to talk God into something, you're out of position. You need using your faith to try to move God like I was doing. Come on, y'all. Listen to me. I've taught on faith for 28, 9 years. And this was only um, six years ago. I can tell you this, you can even slip into things because of your humanity, because of pressure. Get a bad doctor's report. Well, you got a year to live. Well, that's not what the word says. It said, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. You've got to know who you are and what's yours. And so this woman Everybody say reposition. Say patience, perseverance, and persistence. This woman to me embodies that. So does Abraham. So does Job. We can talk lots about lots of stuff. I mean, what is it, James 5, 11 says? Look at the patience of Job. Like one translation says, look at the endurance of Job. How many of you know if you have patient endurance like Job, you'll get twice? You'll get double. Everybody thought that that was 30 years of grief. It was anywhere from six months to a year that the problem was, and it was the rest of his life enjoying the blessing of it, even though it was hard, even though it was tragedy. Abraham, patience. So here's this woman. Jesus calls her a dog. Now, I don't know what that was like. I don't know how you would respond. Even in my sanctified. <laughs> there have been a couple, three rounds of swallowing on that one. Mm. And if Rhonda wasn't there to hold my hand, I don't know what I'd do. The love walk queen wasn't around. I don't know. Uh, you, 
call me a dog? That's not how she responded. She was serious about getting her answer. She knew he could give it to her. She didn't know how to get it, but she was willing. Jesus was trying to reposition her, and she was willing to be repositioned. We could say it like this. She needed correction, and she gladly took it. Because whom the Lord loves, he corrects, right? Anytime the Lord's trying to correct you or redirect you, it's not because he's not doesn't love you. Not, you know, it's because he wants to get you everything that you need and want, and he's trying to help you. He said, and she, so I don't know what happened. All I know is what it says real quick, like it looks like. But she answered and said, that's right. That's what truth means. That's right. You're right. In other words, she said, you're right. I'm a dog. Why? Because that's what those people called them. These were, what was it like? Aren't these the, these the half and half people? Socially unacceptable? She said, you're right. Truth. But. Uh, Lord, I love that. She addresses him of who he is. Yet the dogs, I like some of the better, the newer translations, the little puppies, eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And he's like, all right, you recognize that you don't have a covenant. You recognize you're on the outside of it. You're real with me right now. And all you need is a word. Because remember that what the centurion said? Just speak the word. Just give me a crumb. Just a word. Come on. Y'all, we all sometimes want prophecies and utterances and a word. Just one word from you, Lord. I just need one. Just one word. There's power in that word. Just speak the word. She's like, fine, all I need is a crumb. What did he do? And then, you know, so she was made whole. So that's the reason I think that there was some sickness or something there because the Bible says she was made whole. And she went home and she found her lying probably in her right mind for the first time in a long time, whole, resting. You know, I don't know. Jesus wasn't there. There was no long, drawn-out, casting-out thing. It was Jesus cast out the devil with his word, with the finger of God from miles probably away. Because the word is that powerful. But I want you to notice, though, is how she got it. And all I had on my heart today was that there'd be somebody in the room, the Lord is desperately trying to reposition you. Whether it's off a place of you haven't been taught the word and you're trying, you've got some big stuff going on and you're kind of trying to beg him and, and plead with him, yet he's on your side. You don't have to beg and plead with him. You don't have to ask and keep on asking and knock and keep if you're born again. And then if you know the truth, you gotta get you gotta know the truth. You got this is the confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to his will, I gotta know the will. She heard the will. The will was uh, uh, you know, it, it, you know, for her, what she must have heard was if you say, Oh Lord, thou son of David, he'll have mercy on you and he'll take care of it. But that wasn't her covenant. So the Lord was repositioning her. And she had to admit. Who she was, (laughs) she had to admit where she was, who she was. Sometimes in order to get help, 
come on, you know, I know. But what, no matter what's going on, he knows. Nobody else may know, but he knows. And what, isn't it funny, though? Even with the Lord, we think we're keeping a secret. <laughs> or whatever. Like, really, I'm having trouble believing, but I know you don't know that. <laughs> Can I tell you something funny? Oh, man, it pops up all the time when I'm in this kind of atmosphere. Um, I don't know why I was thinking about this again. You've all heard this before. But, you know, you just got to get real where you are, and the Lord will help you. And sometimes, you know, you know when you just talk, I remember... Um, um, Rhonda's mom, Melba, who was my secretary, um, right before she went home to be with the Lord, um, I was home alone. I think, well, Destiny was there. And Rhonda was spending a lot of time with her mom, helping her walk through her last days. And, and so Rhonda, Pastor Rhonda and I are always together. I mean, always together. We're just never apart. And we like it that way. And so, uh, though, I was home all alone. And suddenly, I had this um, lump come up almost to me, you know, I've been around this, helping people for a while. It looked like a tumor. And it came up. And I remember I was laying in bed, and I couldn't tell Rhonda because she got so much on her plate. And then, you know, the devil jumps on your shoulder. is like, you know, you know, boom, boom, you know, one gone, then, he, then you're going to go. And, and so I had this lump grow. And so I was laying in bed, and this is literally what I did. And so some of you may not understand my relationship with the Lord or have one like this. But I was laying in bed, and I was like, Lord. Now we're, I was talking about I said, this thing, you know, I don't know what it is. I said, this is what I said to him. I said, should I be worried? And he, and you may not believe this, and you can ask him. He said, spoke up on the inside. I didn't hear a voice. He said, that's exactly what I'd do for if I were you. I'd worry. <laughs> so the Lord said that to you? He did, and it snapped me right out of it. I thought it was funny, too. Me and him had a good little laugh. I laid hands on it, and it disappeared. Isn't that funny? That's exactly what I'd do if I were you. I'd worry. He's like, the Lord, he's not sarcastic. Well, I don't know what he is. He throws money changers out. He called this woman a dog. Not in a good way. Not like you and I'd use it today. Hey, dog. You know, not like that. Uh, uh. I know things. I know things. I, I may even be a little bit behind, but I know things. Anyway, so everybody say reposition. Ask the Lord if there's anything you need to be repositioned on. Because if you have the principles, it will be easy for you to get repositioned. But don't put principles above a relationship. Keep walking with him. When you walk with him, Enoch walked with God, and he was no more. Noah walked with God, and he told him to build an ark, and it became a transportation device from one time to the other. Walking with God. You seem to walk with God. There's your preview of Sunday morning. Let's walk with God. It's just simple as that. But we have to get back at it. We have to show this generation how to do it. We have to show people how to do it. What does it look like to walk with God? So this, this lady was repositioned and at a word, what happened? She received her miracle and her daughter was whole. And, you know, 
and I see her, when I see her, I see her as a woman with patience, perseverance, and persistence. Just like Abraham, and I could talk about him. I got notes on him about that. Job, others, what that means. But I think that's good enough for tonight. And so just, just ask the Lord. Because it may not apply to you. So don't try to reposition if you don't need repositioning. It, sometimes people do that. Well, you know, why do I need? Just I said, ask the Lord. Is there any area that I need to reposition in? Is there any area that, you know, I'm not connecting? Um, and uh, he'll help you. You know, I don't think he'll call you a dog. Because you're in a covenant. But see, if you're coming to him acting like you don't have one, you're out of position. Because you have a covenant. This will help you. If you keep asking him to heal you, I don't mean this wrong, that's confusing to him because you're already healed. Lord, heal me. Well, I thought I did. Because see, someone who doesn't know anything and has never heard what you've heard, but you should be looking backwards to the cross from your position at the right hand of the Father, knowing that you've already been healed. Now you've just got to receive it because you're saved. Salvation, sozo, well, healed, whole, doing well. Protection, ongoing salvation. That's who you are. You're already saved. It's already yours. You receive it. You don't have to move God. He's already been moved. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. (laughs) Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. You received the new birth salvation. You couldn't earn it. You accessed it because you believed in your heart and said with your mouth. But you did nothing but believe and receive. In the same way, whatever we need, we believe and we receive. We activate it by by saying and doing. Faith comes by hearing. Um, Faith is activated by saying. Faith is expressed by doing. But but you, you still receive. 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 And, and ask the Lord along the way, is there anything that I need to do to readjust, to reposition? <laughs> Come on, that's a prayer I'll answer real fast. Lord, do I need repositioning? Oh, you got the answer right there. He'll just start showing you where we need to reposition. Why? He's trying to get you what you need. Because he's not a withholder. God's hand is open to satisfy every living being. He's not withholding. His hand is not back here. You don't have to pray to pry it open. Can't quite let you go. I don't know why. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Let's all worship the Lord. Let's just spend a minute worshiping the Lord. Father, we magnify you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We bless you. We, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness. Father, we love you. We take a full, we, yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to camp on this. Everybody around, just nobody looking around, just, just camp on this. Um, but uh, in the realm of marriages, um, I'm very, very strong on this tonight, it seems. Uh, in the realm of a marriage, um, I command confusion to go. I, I command only the truth to come forth. I, I say in the name of Jesus, uh, the light of the situation be brought forth with the living word of God. And again, I take authority over confusion, over strife in Jesus' name. And I speak peace into it in Jesus' name. Father, we magnify you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Come on, just lift up your voice just a little bit. Father, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Blessing, glory, and honor and praise be unto your name forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We worship you. I magnify you. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, somebody behind what, one of their eyes seems to me to be left, um, but that's, I know mean, sometimes in the realm of spirit I get mixed up left and right, but it seems to be your left behind it. It's like knives coming from the back into your eye. I don't know if it has to do with blood flow or vessels, but I command that to straighten up, and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. I command that to go. Be, be healed, be whole, be well in Jesus' name. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed, you are whole, you are well in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody say, the Lord is good. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you, and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.